But let's get to the NFL, man. There's so much that's happening in the NFL. I mean, shit, this shouldn't even be a headline, but uh, we had a conversation about Russell Wilson's charity donating low percentages. I think it's a throwaway story to shit on Russ. Um, because I think say on the dollar too to make it sound like he was really like the wording of that post, like was even like, okay, you're trying to make this sound like really bad. Well, here's the thing I'll say I think that Russ operates a nonprofit and he does not operate it totally in good faith, but I'm not knocking him for that because I think a lot of people use nonprofits to make profits because you can tie up a lot of money and operate and operating cost and it's whatever. So, cool, whatever. Then that turned into a hold on, y'all gonna shit on Russ, but not, but not get at Brett Favre. So it's like, well, it's kind of different. Brett Favre broke the law. Russ didn't. I'm just a guy who has been labeled as an anti-Russ guy. So I'm gonna send it to the group text who says I'm anti-Russ to continue that narrative, even though they're absolutely wrong. But did you hear that Brett Favre is suing uh, Pat McAfee and Shannon Sharp for I what did. they I said about his information? I did see that. And I don't know how that's going to play out for Brett. Uh, it's so crazy because Brett and Shay obviously never played together. But I'm sure that Brett played with his brother. He did. Right? I'm sure that Sterling played with Brett Favre. And then on top of that, they, you know, they played in the same era. So, um, played against each other in a Super Bowl. I mean, a lot of interestingness, at least in that one. And obviously, McAfee being a former player, too, you know, there should, should be somewhat of a brotherhood. And it's interesting that he would come directly after those two. Because there's, I'm sure that there were other people in the media that said stuff. I don't, like, I don't know if Cowher was somebody that would have said it or, um, you know, uh, fuck. I mean, you could throw anyone's name out there. Stephen I don't, A. I don't, so I, here's what I think. I don't think the others were as good at it as, as McAfee and Shannon were. Because think about McAfee and Shannon. You talk about players turn media. They're two of the best to ever do it. Fuck, uh... NFL Network suspended a uh, 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 commentator, Michael Irvin. <laughs> like, like Shannon is Shannon's good because he's funny as hell, and he has his own show where he can go see. Like, here's what makes Shannon good: Shannon can be ignorant and do stuff that people be like, bro, he, this nigga's cooning. He can also actually break down football in a way that you go, okay, bro, I just learned football right now. And he can like deal with Skip Bayless as somebody who's way more accomplished than Skip Bayless and be the B Mike. And you go, bro, that's a skill. Skip and Stephen A couldn't work together again. They both got their egos are too big. And Shannon goes, Yeah, bro, I deal with this media ass nigga for this check. And I let him, I let him get his shit off. But I'm but but niggas know who I am. And then McAfee. McAfee, you know, he 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 got out the mud for real, for real. He just entertained a motherfucker who started his own shit and, and got picked up by the right people. And now ESPN love him because he's good. And I can imagine that somebody in Brett Favre's camps looked at the impressions 
of the Shannon Sharp clips that that went off about him and the McAfee clips that went that that went off about him, and go, look how many views these got. Look how many comments these got. These are affecting me now. So I gotta get these guys for defamation. And then they'll settle out of court for an undisclosed amount. And ESPN will probably pay it for Pat McAfee because he's becoming their guy. Lee Corso, count your days, buddy. That that Pat McAfee and Kirk Herbstreet in the in the booth for the uh Pro Bowl, that wasn't just some funny shit. That was some we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna milk this. And Troy and Joe wasn't showing up. Uh, then Shannon, Pop Man Fox will cover that bill, man. Come on, man. They ain't gonna make Shannon pay that. Shannon been too good to rate, especially since him and Skip been Skip been beefing. I don't see it going far, but I did just think that it was interesting in general that Brett would pick out specifically what just so happened to be two former NFL players. Of all people, that's who he decided to go after. Hey, so what you think is going to happen uh, Hall of Fame game this year when they get to the Hall of Fame? Because that lawsuit won't be settled by then. Do, They're gonna do, be in the there room together. do they all show up for that, though? They sh- the Most of them show up that weekend, yeah, to welcome the new guys in. I have to imagine that, imagine that Shay it, will it's be homecoming. there because of, like, media. Shay, yeah, Shay, Shay going to be there. Bro, it's like but homecoming Brett, for us. Doesn't Brett Favre strike you as kind of like, I don't know, he likes hanging out in Mississippi. Like, doesn't he strike you kind of like, 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 I'm sure that Carl Malone is somewhere in Louisiana talking to some 16-year-old chick right now. Like, doesn't they just strike you as guys that kind of just stay away? Like, he strikes me as like the Carl Malone of the NFL. Like, very obviously one of the best ever is a country boy and just likes, you know, like Brett Favre likes hanging out in his Wrangler jeans throwing to his grandson. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. He just doesn't strike me as a guy that's like, man, I'm going to make this flight to fucking Canton. Like, Unless the uh, Packers were playing or somebody he put, like, you know what I mean? Somebody he was close with. With Now we're getting out of that era to where he would even have teammates that would be going in. Hey, until AP goes in, that would be like the I, next teammate of his. I, yeah, yeah. I agree with you, but I think that Hall of Fame shit just a little bit different because I don't know Farr's relationship with other quarterbacks that he played with, played against, you know, like, oh, man, let me go up here and kick it with Pate. Let me go up here and kick it with uh, uh, Montana, Young, you know, those who came before me, those who came after me, those who came through me, you know what I mean? Because Brett Favre, he was at a weird time where if somebody told you Brett Favre was their favorite quarterback of all time, you can't really be like, oh, yeah, nigga, you tripping. He got the MVPs. He got the Super Bowl. He got the counting stats. You go, yeah, nah, he was him. But I go, Bryler's to the radio show, and he sure don't like the type. It sounds like he don't like them niggas who caught balls for him. Pause. No, Donald Driver? Yeah. Yeah, nah, he wanted Donald Driver to, to, to fucking be a passenger, not a driver. Let me guess. But, he, he really wish he played with Jordy Nelson, huh? 
if she would have played in New England with, with the tools that Tom had. But then we talk about this, how the, the quarterbacks, if they get like the white skill player who's good enough, they'll make them great just because they hang out and play darts together and, and, and drink IPAs together and shit. Yeah, I think you were kind of speaking a little bit on that because George Kittle and Christian McCaffrey and Jimmy G sat courtside at a Warriors game together. There was no Debo in sight. There was no um, – Najee Mitchell. Yeah, no uh, Ayuk. Ayuk, no uh, uh, big silverback. I hope they don't call him silverback to his face, uh, Trent Williams. i tell you what, <laughs> boy, if a white man called me the silverback, my nickname would not be the silverback. I'm not getting called no type of monkey. You call me a monkey, I'm gonna get to swinging and jumping on y'all motherfuckers. No, you gonna so say you're gonna act like me. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm gonna show y'all what a monkey look like. You gonna call me one? Uh, let's see. You gonna talk about NFL awards, Hall of Fame? The Hall of Fame doesn't even deserve that much talk. I, I think. We, we already had kind of went through, as a matter of fact, let me pull it up real quick. Because um, I, I briefly looked at it. I didn't even really get to see the list uh, like that, uh, JPA. Um, I did see do-do-do. We were correct about, let's see, we got three of these right. And actually one of my surprise ones got in. Okay. From when we did speak about this. Uh, we both had Revis. We knew Revis was in. Yeah. We both knew that Joe Thomas was getting in. I Even think, I think, I know for a fact you definitely said Demarcus Ware. I just wasn't sure if he'd be first ballot. But I guess you could argue that Demarcus Ware was one of the best pass rushers of his generation. So, makes a lot of sense. Uh, my surprise get in that I did say was Rondé Barber, and. I think I'm not even that surprised he got in. I thought that he waited kind of long enough, anyways. Plus, you could argue that Ronde Barber, which I think that uh, I put that post in our group earlier this week when we talked about the best defenses of the since the 2000 Ravens, and I had said really that that 2002 Bucks defense probably really doesn't get enough credit for how great they were. They were really good. That was one of the best. I can remember watching them harass Michael. Bay. Like, I remember it. I do, too. You know, I knew Joe Thomas was going to get in because he was great, and he's a media darling, and he works in the media. Yeah. That man never played in the playoffs. And I know he plays a very dependent position, and it has nothing to do with, with, with his production, but I I don't like listening to Joe Thomas break down football. And talk about what you need to do. Like, when it comes to playoff time, you're like, well, in order to win, they need to Bro, you never did it. And I get it. I never did it either, and I'm going to give my opinion, and I'm going to want my opinion to be valid. And sure, you do the same, Joe Thomas. But it hit different when it's you. People know I'm full of shit, and I may just be right. Now, you did it. And we know you don't sleep well at night. You know uh, what the NBA referees say? They don't sleep well at night after that terrible LeBron call or – Tony Romo, well, yeah, uh, uh, Tony Romo say he done lost sleep for never making to a Super Bowl, but he also like only won one playoff game or two playoff games. I'm like, what are you talking about, Romo? Fuck up, man. I just think that Devin Hester 
mattered more in the NFL than uh, Joe Thomas. His place in history is greater because he's the greatest return man of all time. Joe Thomas is not the greatest left tackle of all time. I know a left left tackle can be viewed as a more important position, and Joe Thomas is again it's in the media, so voting hits different for him. But 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 to, to Joe Thomas's defense, and I know that Pro Bowls are starting to get a little bit more watered down these days. He made the Pro Bowl every year of his career. And I think that he's like a five or six time all pro. I mean, no, that's he, tough he no, he he definitely deserves to get in. I, I'm just more like, like 10 years, right? He's like 10 years, 10, 12 years. Yeah. I'm just trying to bring more attention to the fact that Devin Hester is going to be fighting an uphill battle because he was a kick returner. We're going to look at a kick returner as a lesser position, but it's like, it's some guards that's going to make the pro bowl, the hall of fame. And it's like, bro, a kick returner is the reason why the Kansas City uh Kansas City Chiefs beat the Bengals in in in, in regular in in uh AFC Championship. AFC Championship, bro. Like a 20-yard kick return. They matter when they're good. That that's true. I, I I'll tell you where my shock was. I wasn't surprised that Devin Hester didn't get in. I was surprised that we got no wide receivers. And pretty much outside of the O-line, there were no skill position players in general that got it. So I was a bit surprised. I mean, Reggie Wayne, I thought, had a shot. I thought, of course, Torrey Holt's been on there for a minute. And it seemed like he's just not going to get in, uh, even though he's got kind of has the numbers there. But um, that was kind of my biggest takeaway from the Hall of Fame game. I mean, uh, Hall of Fame inductees. Um but for the most part, you know, oh, Zach Thomas getting in kind of late like this was interesting too. I, I, when I used to think of those Dolphins defenses, I thought more of Jason Taylor than him, anyways. But like, yeah, yeah I thought Zach Taylor, but I didn't. Zach Ta- or not Zach, not Zach Taylor, Zach Thomas. Zach Thomas was a poor man's like Brian Urlacher, you know, at the time. Like in the that's what I always looked at it like. It's like this white boy, like middle linebacker. Yeah, I'm not saying he shouldn't have gotten in, but I, I will say there were players on that yeah. list who I felt like had a bigger impact, impacted the league, impacted their teams more than he did. And I could be wrong. I could be totally wrong. Well, the Dolphins were trash in the 2000, like that 2000s era. They, they were a fucking walking mat for the New England Patriots is what they were. Actually, they gave New England a better fight than it, based on what we saw Tom's record. They actually put up a better fight than the Jets and the Bills. Hey, we didn't talk about we didn't talk about Tom retiring. I ain't got much to say, but uh, nigga, you forty five, and you're rich as fuck. Go retire, take a year off, and come back to Fox. Which what you're doing? I, I and get your get your thirty seven and a half million dollars a year to talk about football. Not much. Yeah, it's really not much to say about Tom uh, Goat. I mean, he's the greatest of all time, and so there's that. But, um. I'm glad that we did get to catch technically to a degree his last game ever. Yeah, his last regular season game. Yeah, we, he lost. We said we saw his last touchdown pass like ever that counted on that stat book. Yep, lost to the Falcons. Thank God. <laughs> Finally got him. Just a wrong game. Hey, Patrick Mahomes MVP. Uh, I don't have much discussion for that because he should have won MVP. It was he, either him or Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts got Jaylen hurt. Jalen Hurts didn't get hurt. I think the the argument is way more compelling, but because he did, I thought by default it was kind of his award. 
And Mahomes had a great season, and I was one who said, I don't know if he'll take the cheese. And he took the cheese, and they're in the Super Bowl. So he he showed a side of his game that he hadn't shown yet. And unlike Josh Holsey, I say show it to me, and I'll believe it. Not I'm going to believe it before you show it to me. Well, more motivation for Hurts um, in the Super Bowl because he could say, well, he got that award, but I'm going to get the MVP the, the the MVP award that actually kind of matters. Comeback player of the year, Geno Smith. We would have never picked that, but he got it. He deserved it, and I'm happy he got it. I'm happy they didn't give it to Saquon. I Geno deserved this. Yeah, yeah, hell no. Dayball, coach of the year, no argument out of me. Yeah, rightful. South Gardner, defensive rookie of the year. I think Tariq Woolen probably should have got it, but we're, we're, we're South here. All this year, sir. Yeah, Sauce is in New York too. He uh, is. I'm just, I mean, look. I'm, I'm, I'm not mad at it. I'm not complaining. My complaint is very meh, but I, I get it. It splitting hairs. I, I, I tell you what, I didn't think Gary Wilson should have got offensive rookie. I thought it should have went to um, Chris Olave. To be completely honest with you, I thought he was better than him this year. But that's just my opinion. I think what they're saying is that Garrett Wilson played with Zach Wilson and uh, 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 Joe Flacco and uh, Mike White was Mike White. And I, 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 bro, I think it's, we got some Jets. We, three quarterbacks, but- we got Jets propaganda going here because uh, what's the running back's name? Kenneth Walker. Mm-hmm. He would have been close there too if he would have played all year. Reese Hall would have too if he played all year. True. Uh, Nick Bosa got defensive player of the year. Before we get off the Jets, can we argue best, maybe one of the, at least early so far, one of the best draft classes like you've seen in a minute where you got <laughs> guys like this? Like, now granted, and these were their first three picks of the draft. I mean, wow. What talk about give that man a raise? Give that man a raise. You got, but you know, we knew, we knew actually when the draft happened that they had a good draft. Yeah, but, but the Bruce, fact that it didn't come to fruition. Yeah, you you got to run it back, the receiver in the corner, like, like you would have made the playoffs if y'all would have drafted Justin Fields, Mac Jones instead of Trevor Trevor Lawrence. I mean, instead of Zach Wilson. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, Nick Bosa gets Defensive Player of the Year. I don't like the Bosa family, so I don't. He deserves it. Snapchat your little butt buddies. That shit's actually really hilarious when, when the Philly fan was harassing. He had 18 and a half. He had 18 and a half sacks, man. I don't care about his PFF grade because PFF, they, they, they grade papers. They grade tests without the fucking, without the, without the actual questions to the test. So they, they just, they don't know what the fuck they're doing. And Justin Jefferson, Jay Jetta's got offensive player of the year. Not mad. Easy. Yeah. I, I if we were going to give it to a non-quarterback, easy. Yeah, w- awards were pretty chalk this year. I, I I have no complaints. I have like very little comments. Dak got the Walter Payton Man of the Year award, and that's the award we're not going to talk much about on this show because it's not about football. I don't. I ain't gonna say I don't give a fuck about it, but I think it's very important. Well, but know, nobody knows really what these guys do in the community. But I'm sure that Dak does give back. He's got plenty of money to do it, and he's Dak's also got a really good story. Honestly, he really does. Obviously, you know, a lot of people know, like, he lost his mom to cancer. Hey, you keep um, cooking because I'm about to tinkle. Okay. You know, he lost his mom to cancer. 
Uh, and that's something that he had to kind of the chip on his shoulder going in to do it for his mom because he, you know, she's not getting to kind of see his success, but she kind of is, I guess, you know, in a, to a degree, if you believe in that. And so, um, and then he lost his brother to suicide too. And I think that, that was pretty much really what his, whatever was a part of his um, outreach to where he got the award. It was based on suicide, which that's a reminder, I guess, really for any listener here. Of course, if you've got any problems, there's always, you know, you need to get help. And so, um, Good for him, though. I, I thought that it, it was, you know, it's good. No matter what, it doesn't matter who really wins that award. Um, but it's just good to see that those guys do actually give back and are uh, very present in their uh, communities. Um, but to me, uh, I thought that one of the bigger pieces of news that nobody really even got to talk about was Derek Carr. Um, Derek Carr met with the Saints twice, and um, yeah, I think it pretty much is is leaning towards this man being a New Orleans Saint. Talk about Derek Carr. Yeah, yeah, him canceling a meeting with the Carolina Panthers and meeting with the Saints twice and going back to Vegas. That tells me that he's going to basically tell the Raiders you need to trade me here because the weird part is I don't see how he can go to new Orleans if he's cut unless he takes a significant pay cut because the saints are $50 million below the cap. So I have to imagine that they would be trading somebody that saints are going to have to get rid of some people because that's the only way they're going to be able to sign a quarterback. So I don't know how that's going to work. My hope is that they, uh, I was about to say Will Smith. Hmm. Will Smith died, right? He died. Um, who's the other Saints DM? I don't know why I'm drawing a blank. Like this man ain't sacked. Cam Jordan. Cam Jordan. Have no idea what they're going to do with that. I hope he gets cut, and I hope he signs with us since now we've got his D-line coach and he's our defensive coordinator. That would be an ideal person. And then he could get back at the Saints and say, well, fuck you all for cutting me. Uh, and it'd be better than the Joe Horn to the Falcons experience. You know, because that didn't mean shit at the time. But they're gonna have to. They're gonna have to. If they want Derek Carr, they're gonna have to. They're like fifty million below. Man, Michael Thomas. I don't know who will want him. They're gonna have to get rid of Michael Thomas, bro. They might need to trade Alvin Kamara. I don't know. They're gonna have to cut some people. I'm confident they'll figure it out because because um, Mickey just Mickey just gets it right. He's a capologist. Yeah. yeah, honestly, only I, problem is the team sucks. Yeah, I'm not saying they're going to be good. At this point, we really have got to kind of. They'll figure out the cap, though. Um, I'm trying to think what else. They got lucky. They got fucking lucky that 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 Denver got that first round pick in that trade, like because Denver wasn't supposed to have any picks. So, and just like just like the Saints weren't supposed to have any. So they're really lucky that that Denver ended up making that deal. Trade deadline. Uh, I mean, yeah, you uh, trade up to Miami. Traded Bradley. You end up trading Bradley Chubb for for uh, Sean Payton, and 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 we're about to get into the Super Bowl. What Sean Payton told told Team Three, "Hey man, ain't no ride for y'all, boy. Y'all gotta go home. Y'all gotta stay home." Russ like Team Three, let's ride. Sean Payton was like Team Three. Your key card don't work no more. 
He's like, I don't. He's like, I'm not familiar with that. That no, we're not gonna do that. We're gonna have our own coaches here. Do you think that was the first time Russ heard that? Maybe, and and I say that we know that they had a conversation before he became the coach. Absolutely, and they but said the Russ question, and Drew Brees were. The question would be: Would that have been something that? Because did Sean Payton know that that was? Did Sean Payton actually know that that was something that was going on at the facility? I don't know. Like I don't you know. I, hey, you and I knew it, and I trust Shannon Sharp Sharp's reporting on the Denver Broncos. Well, yeah. I, I mean, I'm sure that John – I hate to say almost like John leaks it, but, like, you have to almost think that John – I mean, obviously him and John have a good relationship. Bro, I it, it doesn't even have to be John leaking it. When Shannon goes back to his one or two Denver games a year and he walks in the building, bro, you know there's people who've been working at the franchise for 30, 40, 50 years who love Shannon. You know there's young players who love Shannon. There's – Vets who love Shannon, there's front office people who love Shannon, and oh yeah, the president of oper- football operations was his quarterback. Yeah, it, it, he knows what's going on there. So when he talks about, hey, Russ got his parking spot, his office, and niggas ain't fucking with that. I, I take that to the bank before I take what chefs to take to the bank. Yeah, it's certainly specifically on them, right? I mean, of all teams. And Schefter's a Denver guy. Now, Schefter, he was a beat reporter up in Denver, but I trust what a former player says before I trust what the reporter says, the hot take artist. Well, yeah, well, we know know that Shea's plugged in the league. That's why guys like Julio Jones, he can call them in the middle of a fucking national broadcast because he didn't know that he was calling them. And Julio sounds like he's driving on 285 or something. He asked him, are you going to be a Falcon? He's like, He's like, oh, he's like, no, I'm out of there. What type of shit is that, bro? But bro, yeah, and, and the crazy thing is, and this is why I think it's so funny to study the media and criticize the media. People try to put that on Shannon, like he set Julio up. Like, bro, don't you know they like? He knew, he knew what time it was. Shannon, Shannon was Atlanta based for a, a good enough portion of Julio's career. That I'm sure there was some big bruh conversations there. You know what I mean? Putting him on how to move in the city. Also being a top end talent. Plus Shay's a Georgia boy too, obviously. Yeah. You th- you really think that phone call happened? You think Shannon would fuck up his relationship with Julio and put this man on national TV without Julio knowing? No, Julio is passive aggressive. And he wanted to say what he wanted to say publicly without having to come out and say it. He didn't want to look like a diva because that was something that Julio hasn't been in his entire career. No, Julio, no, nah, Julio, he is on well, paper. First class and like the he's profession. Been, he's been first class and as, the, as they'll say, a good soldier. But that three-year, $66 million uh, extension he got, 62 guaranteed at signing. He should be given... Thomas Dimitrov, the biggest smooch of all time. You just say, TD, you just put my great, 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 great grandchildren through college, and you bought they great, 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 great grandchildren 40 acres in the mule, man. You are reparations, boy. Thank you. Right. <laughs> hey, man, let's talk some Super Bowl. Let's get it, man. The big game. I got to be at work.
hours. Here, we can, let's see. Let's run it for 15 minutes. Last five minutes for the picks. All right, Super Bowl's coming up, man. And, uh, you know, two black quarterbacks facing against each other. And I think the conversation we had in our group text about the level of blackness on these quarterbacks was great. And not that I'm choosing a side and maybe I'm like disclosing family business. Cause I don't know about you, but I was raised that you don't talk about family business in front of strangers. That's on the podcast. Uh, fuck all that. But I really think that conversation that we had was so great and so important because even if somebody was wrong in their stance, it speaks to realities like in the black community. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, his daddy appears to be a whole nigga. <laughs> he's, oh, yeah. yeah, we spoke that Joe Burrow pack. And he sounded like a nigga who worked on cars when he said it. <laughs> but he has a white wife. His son, Patrick, also has a white wife. And his kids look more white than black. Well, because they are. They're they're technically 75% white. So, I mean. Exactly. Yeah. And in the black community, there is a, there is vitriol. There is criticism that comes to a guy who has black parents who does not date or marry black or reproduce black. And then if you're the mixed kid and you don't come back to black, you become even less black, even though it's not you, it may be your kid. And people don't give the context of that relationship and how it got there. And as somebody who is black as hell <laughs> and my wife is not black, this is a topic that I care about. It is something that uh, the kids on the internet might say triggers me. You know, it's one of those things that I'm, I'm kind of passionate about because my level of blackness and my level of black love should not be tied to the human being who I chose to be with and, and, and reproduce with because race wasn't the reason that we came together. And I've talked to her about it. I've talked to my close friends about it. It was something that I was like, oh, shit, man. I'm out here trying to fight for my people. Will I be taken seriously for this cause that I truly care about if my wife's not black? And I go, if y'all can't take me seriously based on what I'm doing and what I'm saying, because of who I'm with, y'all niggas got y'all y'all niggas got it wrong. Because you asked for integration, I'm showing you integration while still maintaining a level of black pride. So, like, bro, you know I be catching shit in a group, and I'll tell you straight up, like here I've drank enough to say it. When they be making them like them white jokes about my wife, like, bro, stop! I be ready to fight niggas when they say that shit. <laughs> Like, my wife's not white. <laughs> and I'm not anti-white, but don't disrespect don't disrespect me and my wife like that. Like, don't don't question my my views on black America, my views on where black people should go 
and then like mischaracterize mischaracterize my my wife. I got a left hand, and I'll put that shit right in your mouth, nigga. And then I'll buy you a drink later. But point being is, I think this Patrick Mahomes conversation it brings up something that's that's, that's super real. It's something that's super important because, hey yo, Patrick Mahomes is that is that is that mixed nigga who, who's on the baseball team that we all fuck with, but he like dip. And he fuck with white girls, but he still be on some, he be on nigga shit when he around the niggas, right? During basketball season or football season, yeah, he cool. But when he get around the baseball, then he be like, oh, bro, he on that baseball ass shit. Right? Fuck with that nigga. Yeah, it's okay. Look, look, man, he knows how to switch it up. Uh, and I'm not a big fan of the term. But what do they call it? Code switching or whatever, or whatever it's called. Bro, I hate that term, bro. It's called it's called it's a code. your environment. Right. Well, reading the room and knowing where you are, and and, and you can, you're the same person, right? I mean, but at the same time, look, Pat knows that if he's with the football team, probably you know the skill position players, the guys that he plays with and throws the ball to and hands the ball to, maybe Pat's not going to pull out the dip like he would with the the baseball guys in the dugout. You know, he maybe he's not going to do that, and so. How do you and I talk at your house versus how we talk on the podcast? The same way. Ah. I mean, it it varies, but I'm saying, yes, okay, if you're talking about like a... I'm talking about words we use, words that we'll use in yes, your house. Yes, it's no totally words. different. It's totally different. We code that's switch. A casual, much more of a casual setting. Yes, but we, we will code switch with each other because we're not being recorded. So when people talk about code switching, it's called having a filter. It's called being an adult. It's called being mature. Like, hey, I'm not going to drop 15 F-bombs because I'm around kids. That's not bad. Right. So I guess I was saying I have to say, like, hey, no, there's two black quarterbacks playing against each other because the standard in America is one drop. Nigga, if you look black, you a nigga. You know, Th- that and then I mean, his dad is black, so he's black, <laughs> and he's yeah. a junior. That you know, he's a junior. It's not, I mean, not that that makes it any different, but I'm just saying he's na- he's literally named after his black dad. So, and his black dad is active in his life, and part of the reason why he can fling a football the way he can is because of who his dad is. You know, and right. and then you talk about Jalen Hurts. You talk about. Coach a great story. And I, I saw on black social media. Let me tell you what black sports social media sucks because the niggas don't be following sports at all. Cause they say Jalen hurts, uh son of a football of, of a football coach needs to, needs to be talked about more. Everybody who follows sports know that Jalen hurts played for his dad in high school. Like that's not, what news? That's news to y'all right. because I don't follow sports, but if you follow SEC football, you knew Jalen Hurts was the son of a coach because they always said, son of a coach, he has a great work ethic. Pretty much they'll say that that nigga can't throw 
but he can run and he he gonna try. <laughs> he's gonna, definitely, he, he's never leaving anything on the field. And shout out to him though, because and we talked about this a couple of weeks ago when I hit up Quincy Avery, and I probably didn't drop his name the first time. I said, "Hey man, I'm working on this Jalen Hurts piece. Tell me what's like. I see him getting better. Tell me what about it makes him better." He was like, "The way he built," and that shit pissed me the fuck off. Because when I usually hit up Quincy and I ask him questions. He gives me like real answers. Don't tell me about how somebody built. But then I watch and I go, Oh, no, I see what you're saying. This nigga gets better every year. He, he, that Alabama, he, that nigga wants to be better than Tua so bad. He is. <laughs> He's proven now on that. On that day when he lost his spot, he was not better than two. And he, I wish he would have played the whole game because we would have three of them things now. Maybe more. The momentum of winning that one might have shifted and changed. True. But point being is that, like, Jalen Hurts deserved to lose his spot. But he also – and Nick talked about it. He said, bro, go play for Lincoln. He's going to make you better. He goes to Ooh. Lincoln. And he gets before, before he went to Lincoln, he stayed on the team and beat us in the in the in the SEC championship. He sat and he where they did reverse roles. He came yeah. in for Tua and he won that game against Georgia in the comeback in the SEC championship. Now we also blame Kirby too, because Kirby, for whatever reason, on fourth down in your own territory, put Justin Fields in in what was, I guess, maybe supposed to be a fake. Hunt, but I don't know. Most questionable shit Kirby's ever done. <laughs> I just remember because everybody in the state, I was at that game. Everybody was like, what in the fuck? Like, it was wild. But either way, Let me, point no, 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 no. Let me tell you how I consumed that. That particular day, I just flew back from America to Bahrain. So for those of you who haven't flew, flown to the Middle East, <sighs> It's eight hours from America to the UK, Heathrow, probably one of the best airports in the world. And then from Heathrow to, to Bahrain, it's about 13 hours. So you're in the air 21 hours. If your layovers are good, it's a 25-hour trip. So, yeah, nigga, it's a day. And the Middle East is dead near a full 24 hours in front of Eastern Standard Time. So, like, nigga, you leave on Tuesday, you land on Thursday. <laughs> You're fucked up in the head, you know? But I'm saying that because I came home and that game was, like, on TV. And I should have been asleep, get ready to go to work. And I'm sitting there like, oh, no, nah, I got to watch this Georgia game. We fucking lost. And I was like, oh, no, nah, we're going to pull this out. Because we on two ass. Two can't do shit. Damn. We heard him. And Jalen got to run, running and throwing. But, bro, Jalen's a quarterback who, who squats 600 pounds. And that speaks to character. And I'm not a big character guy. I'm a big what, what can you do for me guy. But when you're a quarterback who can squat 600 pounds, that means you care about more than, than stats and being a good quarterback. You care about being a good football player. You care about being a good guy. 
I got into a face. I'm, I'm in this Facebook group, right? And somebody posted how uh, the NCAA has gotten rid of SAT requirements to like get through the clearinghouse. I like, oh yeah, this is amazing. I said anybody who has a problem with this probably has an issue with NIL and the transfer portal, and that's and that speaks to, and that uh says a lot about your character or lack thereof. Guy responds to me. He was like. So what does that mean about me? I say, bro, I didn't say nothing about you specifically. I'm just, you know, I just made a general statement. And then he goes, well, there's standards and everything. I go, yeah, the standard to being a good football player does not mean that you have to be a good student. Like, and SAT is not any depiction of what type of student you are. The SAT is a test. You could be the worst test taker in the world, but one of the best studying ass niggas with like the best routine. And you do fine in college. Like, come on, bro. We're, we're college grads. What the fuck did the SAT do for us? Nothing. Wasted our time? It, it, it was, it, all it was was a requirement. That's all it was that you had to take. Wasted a Saturday. And and, and, it's, and, I, and I told you, I was like, hey, man, I just want to give you full disclosure. I'm a college graduate. I took the SAT. He said, oh, I made 11 blah, blah, blah on the SAT. I was six-time all-american and an athlete and these athletes need to I go okay bro all i'm saying is i don't need my five star to have a 3.0 i brought this nigga in to score touchdowns not get the road scholarship yeah <laughs> and for me for me i know bro this is getting all our super bowl conversation I think it's like one of those weird like discrimination racism things where we start putting like academic standards on athletics because especially in football, because in basketball now you can go to the G League or you can go overseas, then come back to the NBA. Football, you can't go to the NFL for three years, so you gotta go to college. And if you go to a bum ass college, you're not getting drafted first or second round unless you go crazy. And it's a bunch of fire-ass dumb niggas. That's why niggas be, be going in the sixth and seventh round and be starters day one. The niggas didn't care about grades, but they were fire. But y'all thought these grades mattered. It's like, oh, bro, that nigga didn't... He, he didn't do schoolwork. And because he didn't do the schoolwork, he, he didn't do good on his test because he didn't study the material. Like, he, he wasn't familiar with that shit. He was in class texting. All right. It's not that he can't retain knowledge. He didn't try to. Oh, but that nigga sitting film and he watched that shit. He broke that shit down. He like, hey, coach, run that back. No, 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 run that back. You see what he did right there? He was leaning a little bit to his left on his front foot, and he ran this route. Every time I see him lean that way, he runs this route or this route. So you go, oh, that nigga ain't dumb. I, I feel like with a uh, guy like Hurts, because I know that's how you count how he got in. Yeah, 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 yeah. With him, what makes it so special is that he got the best of both worlds from the college experience um, in a sense of Nick Saban probably prepped him better than anyone could have in the country. You know, I mean, we're talking the GOAT of college coaches. And Stinky Link. Going to Link just refined his game and, like, polished him. You know what I mean? Like, put him in in situations where 
not only, of course, was he going to be successful naturally, but it it unleashed his full potential, which is what got him drafted in the second round, which a lot of people thought the Eagles reached on getting him in the second round. There were people that thought that that was a reach. I, because they had Carson Wentz. But it was obvious that they were low-key looking to well, possibly here's the, move on from him. And anyway. here's, here's the thing that we, we can say here because Josh Hosey won't hear it. The Eagles have a smart front office, and they were preparing to get rid of Carson Wentz so they could reset their cap based around, hey, we got a bunch of good-ass players, and we don't want to pay a lot of money for quarterback, and we're going to watch especially how. Especially a guy that's doesn't look as good as he looked his second year in the league before his first injury, and a guy that is always injured. He was, I mean – if you remember, do you remember what it is? Carson Wentz went down. They think they played Seattle in the first round, and he got hurt. Yeah, I remember. Nigga yeah. didn't throw a pass. He didn't throw a pass. I got a question for you. You got a son, right? And no, we're girl dads, so we're gonna we're gonna send our daughters to go play for Don Staley because Black Girl Magic. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Big fan of Don. Shit, me too. Even though her feet are ugly, but um, she 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 she's the advocate for some flip flops, nice flip flops. I hear they're great, but I looked at her toes and I go. But anyways, we got a son. He's a quarterback. We're sending him the link, right? Yeah, I mean, I, the, track, the track record says you sent the link. Like, like fuck USC. Fuck winning the Natty and Kirby and us being Georgia fans or, or Saban. If we got a son right now with a five-star, he can pick a school. I'm going to say, hey, nigga, go play for Lincoln Riley. Link, and there isn't really a close second, but if I oh. had Mike Leach would have been somebody too, oddly enough. Mike Leach. I know they, he doesn't have the pro track record, but certainly for college, his guys they put up gaudy numbers. I'm trying to think who my number two would be. Um, if I have to base it on this season, we got to wait. There's two people I have in mind. Sark would possibly be one. Um, he would be. I know. I mean, You're right. Look at the NFL track record. We just got to look at the guy he thinks is going to prep him the best. I'll tell, you who, I'll tell you who has a good track record who I, where I wouldn't go. I wouldn't send my kid to Dabba. Dabba wants to do things the right way. You say the white way? The white way? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you, know, Dabba, you, know, right. you know, Dabba plays for the Caucasians. <laughs> I heard he was the manager. But, um... <laughs> Probably, yeah, no, nah, I, I... Him and then um, somebody who I need to see what they do next, this upcoming season as a coach... But Josh Heupel might be somebody people might want to look at. Obviously, a former quarterback himself. And Kenneth Hooker looked like a fucking completely different motherfucker out there. So there you go, volunteers. You know that. You know, you know. On, what, think about it. Depending on what happens, I don't know if what's the chase is going to be their quarterback. I don't, we don't want to get too far in college. We just, we're just so far away from that. But like, that would be another one, maybe. Like, based on just what I saw this year. Hey, look, you know, you know I'm a volunteer officially. Yeah. I'm Go balls, huh? 
Yeah, go Vols. You know, I, I support Josh Heupel. I'm a Vols. I, I'm going to be honest with you. My fandom, because I go to University of Tennessee, is uh, I support Georgia and, and, and Tennessee. And whoever's better, it will be my team on that particular day. Now, my, my heart is still in Georgia. But if Tennessee wins a natty, I go there. Yeah, but when they play each other, you're rooting for Georgia. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They, they, and they I, play each other every year. So, Bro, I was sitting in class the other day, at a, a UTK class, with a fucking Georgia hoodie on. <laughs> um, shit, man. We were not supposed to talk this long today, but fuck it, man. I love it. I love it. Um, oh, we're not going to see each other till Gamble's wedding, huh? More than likely, no. Bro, what if that nigga going to send out the invitations? Yeah, he hasn't sent them out. It's His is April, though. He's I know. It's April, it's April 1st. And we're prepared to go. I'm just like, hey, nigga, send the goddamn invitations. Like, but that's that, that, that's not that's anyways Super Bowl real quick. Here's what I think. Here's what I think before we get into the picks. Eagles have a better team. Chiefs have a better coach. And if Pat and if Patrick Mahomes is healthy, they have a better quarterback. And Josh Holsey, shut up. The Chiefs have the best receiver too. Whether it's big play or safety blanket, Travis Kelsey. Yes, oh, well, I don't tie it yet. Travis Cal, Travis Kelsey is the best receiver on the field. He's the best weapon on the field. Yeah, I'm gonna call him a receiver because that's what he is, and he just gets he just gets favorable matchups. But I say that to say that if Philly can get up. 17-7. So that means if you win the toss, take, nigga, take the kick and go get seven. If you can get up 17-7, 14-3, I think you can win the game because you can allow your pass rush to cook and go crazy. And you can still try to make your big plays with your receivers, and then you can also let Jalen get that, 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 that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want, like Philly can't play from behind. Is what I'm saying. But I don't. I don't think this can't the team is built to play from behind either. We haven't really got to see it all year, and so that's kind of the thing. Now, um, and I, I don't want to sound just because you know we didn't touch this topic, and we are on the NFL, and our team is irrelevant. But gotcha. of course, we're not going to leave. We're not going to leave out Matt Ryan. We're going to bring Matt Ryan into this. Um, Hey, dog, we set a record, bro. It's two hours and 57 minutes in. This is our first Falcons talk. It is, and I had to make sure that they got brought up. But the the reason I'm bringing Matt Ryan in is because I don't know if this is the only team that both teams play, but the Colts played both the Chiefs and the Eagles. They beat the Chiefs, and they lost to the Eagles by one point. At the very end of the game, mm-hmm. Matt Ryan started in both of those games. He'd be perfect person. For, I know it's on Fox, 
Man, Fox could trot Matt out there. Hell, he played on Fox more than CBS, even though Matt feels like he fits CBS's broadcast a little bit better. But um, I can't wait till he's in TV. I think he's going to do really well with that. But um, nonetheless, I, he'd be the perfect person to ask. But based on those games, obviously because I lightly follow the Colts, obviously didn't get to watch those games in full. But even just from what I can remember, this thing is going to come down to, to, to this uh, matchup. The Kansas City secondary versus the Eagles receivers. That is going to be the X factor. And I say that because obviously Philly's the number one run team in the NFL. So we know what to kind of expect. Chris Jones, very solid player. But in reality, I think it's going to come down to how well does Jalen Hurts pass the ball because they're going to be lying in the box. They're going to want to shut down the run. So, but you're gonna you're gonna have to if you're gonna say that you're gonna have to throw in Chris Jones because that pass rush matters, and you're gonna have to throw in how healthy is Lane Johnson and is Jason Kelsey. He looked pretty fucking good against the defensive player of the year, huh? He looked pretty fucking good against the defensive player of the year. Oh, I ain't giving away my pick, but uh. I like Lane Johnson over most most left tackles. Yeah. Lane I'm Johnson is him. <laughs> no, I'm with you. And so I hate that Josh Holdy the is an Eagles fan because I love a lot of players on their team. And and like I like they're a well built team. You know, I said Miles Sanders might be the best running back out of Penn State in, in recent history. That's not true. It's not true. You know it's he, not true. The guy had his first thousand yard season, man. Get out of here. Like, hey, hey, you told me he wouldn't get it. The other guy time. just hasn't been able to stay healthy. When he's been healthy, he's been a rock star for the Giants. So, what would you rather do? Be really good and really available, or be good enough and available all the time? I bet Saquon Barkley might have more rushing yards than Miles Sanders. Saquon now, Barkley. I'm not saying on this, he does it on the season, I believe, too, but I'm saying maybe for a career, he somebody's going to. Saquon's gonna get paid this, this summer, so it doesn't fucking matter. The Giants are gonna pay. They're gonna they're gonna pay him, and they're gonna franchise Daniel Jones. I think. I think that that's what how it's gonna go, unless they can backdoor their way into the Lamar sweepstakes themselves. But Lamar is gonna move into. Uh, he's gonna take over Holyfield's house because Rick Ross can't have it no more if Lamar comes to Atlanta because Atlanta, uh, Lamar becomes the biggest nigga in Atlanta. He don't get a QC chain. He don't get a QC chain. Quavo, his first real verse, not that, not the verse he did for uh, uh, takeoffs, uh, a death RIP to a legend. Like when, like, like when, when, when Quavo come back, he's like, I got them birds, like I'm Lamar. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he he gonna be on some shit yeah. like that. I was a rave and now I'm a falcon. I'm flying high. I'm feeling, you know, drowsy. You know, he gonna say some crazy shit like that. Yeah. It, but but seriously, the defense of the Chiefs versus the Eagles offense, I think, will really determine the game because strength versus strength is that Eagles pass rush and their secondary, of course, versus the number one scoring offense in the league in Pat Mahomes. So I feel like that we're going to get a good matchup regardless on that end. I, I don't like the Eagles secondary like everyone else does. I think they are great in name. I don't think – like You're ranked number one. Yeah, their their pass rank 
Their pass rush has like the most sacks ever. I know. They've got four so, guys that are double digits. Do you know how wild that is? It is. And that's why I don't think the I don't think the secondary is that good, but I think the secondary has looked good because of the pass rush. I don't think Bradbury's a great corner. I don't want him to come to Atlanta. I don't want him on our team. I wouldn't pay him. I wouldn't pay him. Um I would pay big play Slade, but I wouldn't pay Bradbury. So I think if I'm not mistaken, and I thought that this is what I heard, um, that they're the first team in NFL history to have four guys with double just sacks. Yeah, no, they are. It's so crazy. You know, and what's even funnier, too, because they had Chuck Smith on 929 game, and they talked about the 98 Falcons. They actually had three guys that had double-digit sacks on that defense. Hey, I'm here's what here's what we're gonna do. I'm coming to Vegas with you for next year's Super Bowl. Yeah, next year is gonna be a cookie boy because the Super Bowl is in Vegas. So the next time me and the wife are up there, you're gonna give her my permission slip early. Cause nobody should be having a bachelor party before then. Cause I I feel like I'm next up for a wedding. Well, you're already married, but yes, the ceremony. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Probably, probably not, because that would mean you would have to be proposing like now. So, and I don't know. I don't see any of us doing that, um, unless Josh like secretly gets married on us or something. But me, JP, Matt, Dale, Justice, Jew. I don't. I'm Julian, not with- God, I didn't mean to. Julian, <clears throat> Man, yeah, 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 yeah. There's no worry about. There's no worry about that unless somebody. Like, well, I just don't want the overlords to come after me. You see what they did to that Nick Khan? Yeah, I don't want to. Be I, yeah, bro. I, I know why you called him by by his real name. Yeah, I don't. Um, I don't want to be in that position. For that, for that party at your house for Joel's wedding, we've. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to drink more than we plan to. And once we do, though, that's going to, I'm cutting the roof off. So, Zoe sent me some shit. And we're going to say this and we're going to get to the picks. She sent me some shit of like, damn near like an NBA like walkthrough of the fits, the pre wedding fits. And actually, you know, that's something I really need. I need, I'm going to do that. Monday. I still have to go get fitted. I haven't even gone fit video. I I think we should do some ignorant, funny ass fits walking into like on some like on some like on some NBA shit, like on some like walking down the carpet in our like pre wedding fits. I think that's just some like some funny shit to put together. You're talking about walking in to get changed for the wedding. Yeah. Like with the, I, with the with the TNT or the ABC music plan, yeah. Because I'm like I'm gonna put on some Birkenstocks and like some some fucking six inch polo shorts and a t shirt and just like walk in with my big ass hoops in. <laughs> I, you know me, I'm, I'm gonna be rolled up, um, fucking um. 
I want to. It's got to be something loud. It's got to be like loud as fuck. Though. Yeah, no, nah, you got you got you got to be on some cool type shit. Yeah, like this too big. This like this nigga looks like a clown. Like uh, like how everybody was talking about Shea Gilgis Alexander's boots. But yeah, no, I, th- I I think we, should, I think we should do some shit like that because I think that's like a great takeaway that, that's a keepsake for us that we actually fuck with. But I also think there are some people who you know that you should talk to to make sure that we are uh, up to the occasion the way we need to be. Because, bro, that's gonna be a long weekend. Very much so. And everybody but Jew is going to have their plus one. And we need to create an environment. I was talking to the wife about it. Because I know we're going to do the party at your house Friday night. I want to send the, the, the wife and girlfriends off to do some other shit. So we can just kick it at your house. No stress. They had fun. And then we all just come back to the hotel and a woman is there for those of us standing in the hotel. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. We don't want to bring our fucking, not night of, maybe night after, after we do all the other bullshit. Ain't nobody trying to goddamn come kick it with the fellas night one at your house. We go up top on the roof, we smoke cigars. A fucking woman right there listen to our conversation and when we try to be men and scratch our nuts. Right. We don't want that. Anyways, we'll talk about that later. Let's get to these picks, man. Hey, 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 fans, real quick. Let me tell you something. Paul A. Pete and I are, we're real friends, and sometimes we talk about like our friend business on the podcast when we don't talk to each other normally because once football season ends. I don't go to Atlanta as much anymore. Especially now I got a wife and a kid. It's so godly. It's hard. <clears throat> I've had to say that we'll like dive into like personal conversations on the podcast. We won't go too deep because we, we have filters. But like, yeah, no, nah, we go into conversations. Yeah, 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 I just got to listen to it. So fuck it. Let's get to the picks, though. Let's get to Parlay Pete. Super Bowl six. Well, I definitely do um, appreciate this. As always, what is this? This is year three of us doing this, going through a full NFL season. Maybe year four. I think it's year three, but damn, damn, yeah, it's year three. This is about year three, and we've got to complete another football season, and now it comes down to this, the final game of the year. Um, And just for good measure, I know it's a six-pack, but they, for one, Bovada does not have player props up. I don't know why, but I've got other props on here that I want to go through, but I've actually got two bonus beers in this six-pack that I would like to add. So – Hey man, look here, bro. You know it's your six pack. You put whatever you want in it. Uh, I bought two. I got. I got two. I got two. Uh, well, I know in cigarette terms, it's two Lucy's. Hey, real quick, 
you know, I, I sent the collect the collection text out today for like the hard shit. But I know what you I, I, I went and looked at some other shit. I go, damn, bro. We spent a lot of fucking money that weekend. Cause I looked at one of them 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 tabs at that fucking pub we went to that I'm not gonna collect on. But that's a good car payment. <laughs> yeah, I. <laughs> yeah, nigga, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. It's not a, it's not a public conversation, and I know we're not bitching about the money, but at the same time, you be like, "Damn, <laughs> I spent a shit ton of money." But let's get into uh, this six plus two pack that we got going here. Um, I'm going to hold the game. Well, I almost can't hold the game for last. We're going to start off with the game, what everybody really wants to know. What direction am I going to go in with this? Well, I'm going to tell you, this was immediately what I thought as soon as I knew what the Super Bowl matchup was, and the line indicated it the way that it changed immediately because a lot of people were thinking what I was thinking. As much as I don't want to do this, as of right now, today, I'm going to take the Eagles on the money line. I really don't see a scenario – where they don't win the game. And then I'm going to throw in a nugget with this so that everybody knows this. There's two different things about this football game that historically tell me the Eagles are going to win. Patrick Mahomes won MVP. Patrick Mahomes won MVP, and it hasn't happened since Kurt Warner did it in 99 when they win the Super Bowl. And that was another team that plays in the state of Missouri. Two, (laughs) guys – there's been two different occasions in Super Bowl history where the number one pass defense has taken on the number one passing offense. The first occasion was the Oakland Raiders playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the Super Bowl. The Buccaneers beat the shit out of the Raiders. The second time it happened was the Legion of Boom in Seattle taking on Peyton Manning and the Broncos. They beat the shit out. They beat the shit out of the Broncos. I'm going to ride with the Eagles here. I really do think that they're the better overall team. And as much as it pains me to say, I just don't see Kansas City being able to get it done. I really don't. I think that they're missing something. And so um, give me the Eagles uh, on the over-under. I actually think the game will be close, unlike those other two Super Bowls in a blowout fashion. I think the game's going to be relatively close, and I like the over. Um, it's 50 and a half. So give me the over at 50 and a half. I could easily see if it's a very close game, we can easily see 27, 24. I don't, I don't see how that's not a very possible score. Um, and of course, with something like this, you've got to pick the Super Bowl MVP. Now, if you could write down the odds on this, you got to on all, actually on all these props that I'm about to do, we need the odds written down. I'm going to go out on a whim for Super Bowl MVP. Hey yo! I don't think it's going to be an offensive player because in both of those Super Bowls were the number one pass defense. If you realize, Dexter Jackson and Malcolm Smith were the Super Bowl MVPs of those games. I'm going to actually pick the most obvious defensive player to get the MVP for the Eagles. I like Hassan Reddick at plus twenty uh, at plus twenty five hundred. Give me Hassan Reddick. I think he's going to ball out and have a Von Miller esque type game against the Panthers. I could easily see him getting three sacks and maybe a forced fumble and that being enough to get him the MVP. Um, next, next prop. Color liquid to be poured on the winning coach. Green. I'm not going green. I am going to go with clear slash water at plus 1,200. 
I think it's a hell of a pick because it doesn't have to be Gatorade. Um, and not to mention Nick Sirianni, if I'm not mistaken, already got dumped with water when they were in Philly. And who's to say that it would be the same thing? But at plus 1,200, give me clear in the water to be what the Super Bowl coast gets poured with. Color of the liquid. Next, uh, we've got jersey number of first touchdown score at minus 125. Give me over 11 and a half because that would mean there's only three players that could score that would be under the jersey number of 11 and a half. And those three would be Devontae Smith, Jalen Hurts, and Isaiah Pacheco. Pretty much everybody else's number is over that number. I'm going to roll with Mahomes Mahomes with number 15 and Travis Kelce with number 87. Yep. I guess Juju's like nine, right? He's like number nine. Maybe he gets – who knows? I doubt it. Give me me that first touchdown scores jersey number being over 11.5 at minus 125. Next, longest touchdown scored. We're going to take under 42.5. Um, because that's what they have the number at. The number is at 42 and a half yards. I'm going to take the under. I don't think that we get an explosive 50, 60, 70, 80 yard touchdown play in this type of game. And that those odds are at minus 135. Really like it. Um, next, these are the two bonus picks that I'm going to throw in here. Uh, number of Chiefs players to have a reception. Under eight and a half players at minus 115 is my pick. I don't think that there's going to be nine different Chiefs to catch a, a football in this game. So give me the under uh, eight and a half on that. And then our finest bonus pick here, we've got number of different players to have a rush attempt. So that's in totality for the game. Number of uh, different rush players to have a rush attempt in the game. They have it set at nine and a half. I'm going to take under nine and a half. I counted on both sides. And I just don't see how it works. Um, if the Eagles have five people, so let's say, okay, Hurts, Gainwell, Boston, Sanders, Smith. Let's say Devontae Smith runs it. There's your five. Chief side, Pacheco, Mahomes, McKinnon. And I still need to name one more. Maybe, I guess, Tony, because Cole Harmon's not playing. So, you got like Tony, and then you might get a bullshit Travis Kelsey shovel pass. But that's not a rush, though. It's a pass. Oh, they shit. kept it as a touchdown pass. Yeah, yeah. You're, right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah, so give me under nine and a half at minus 165. I just don't see it. Okay, so let's see. Let's go through this. We got Eagles on the money line. We got... Over 15 and a half. We got Super Bowl MVP Hassan Reddick at plus 200. 2,500. Plus 2,500. Okay, read my own right. We got uh, for the Gatorade, clear slash water looking, plus 1,200. Mm-hmm. That shit ain't hidden. I don't even shit on your bets like that. I, I niggas gonna be some color. We got a jersey number on the first touchdown over eleven and a half. I like it because it's probably gonna be fifteen or eighty-seven or twenty-six. It just or, it will or, or, or eighteen. 
True. It'll just, just suck if number 11, A.J. Brown, catches a deep ball for a touchdown. Like, that, that's the one that's going to hurt. Logan's touchdown under 42 and a half. Bonus picks. Boo, 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 boo. Hold on. Hold it. So for our bonus picks, we have uh, Chiefs players with a reception under eight and a half. It ain't nine niggas who gonna catch balls for them. And they have a spread out offense. I just don't see. I see it being the Travis Kelsey Mahomes. I just don't really. And Pacheco's gonna get some catches, but. And then number of players with uh, rushing attempts will be under nine and a half. Those are your bonus picks. That is Parlay Pete's six pack. <gasps> oh, you can't see my six pack that doesn't exist. You just saw like a little bit. Anyways, you know what it's time for. Lee's three. Lee's three. Lee's, Lee's three. three. Lee's three. Lee's three. I got three of them for you. What Johnson said. Anyways, it's time for Lee's three. Liggity, 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 Lee's three. Eagles, money line. Josh Holsey, I hate betting on your team, but I won't allow you to stop me from making smart bets. I like the over 50 and a half. I just go, uh, 26, 24, uh, 20, 20, 27, 24. That's the over. Yeah. I mean, what? Yeah. I know and Vegas, I Vegas is good. And it might be 26, 24 on some weird shit. That doesn't make sense to me, but I like, 20, I like 27, 24. Like I'm comfortable betting that. And then lastly, First touchdown, jersey number, going to be over 11 and a half. I think it's going to be either number 14, excuse me, number 15, number 87. Uh, Or I got Eagles on the money line, but I got Kansas City first half, and that's not in none of the shits. I think they're going to light a, a big flame and that shit going to burn out. Is that your bonus? I didn't call it a bonus. It's just me giving giving the viewers what I think about the entire thing. First half uh, money line and uh, first, first half money lines are the exact same in terms of value. Even money on the Chiefs, minus 120 on the Eagles. Give me, my, g- g- give me the Eagles. Uh, excuse me. Yeah, no. Give, give me the Chiefs on the on the first half, and give me the Eagles. Fourteen ten, fourteen thirteen, thirteen ten, fourteen thirteen. Some some ugly shit. Yeah, but I think I think the Eagles prevail because I think they have a better roster, and I think the difference between Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts it's much smaller than the media will tell us. Andy Reid is four zero against the uh, Eagles, by the way, and I'll leave that as well. Andy Reid has played against some bum-ass Eagles teams because when he left the Eagles, the niggas was shit. Fair. It's not even that they were shit. They had bad coaching. 
I think Sirianni, I'm not saying Sirianni is a great coach. I think Sirianni has figured out how to coach his team the best way possible. The Eagles have lost one game where Jalen Hurts played, and that was on Monday night, too. Where let's give the commanders credit, they had a master class on how to keep the ball out of their hands. And so, outside of that, that's their only loss. Patrick Mahomes lost to two teams, three teams, two of them that he avenged his losses on. Well, he didn't get to play the Bills, but they lost to the Bills, they lost to the Bengals, and then they lost to the Colts. They both play the Colts. Give me the team that beat the Colts. Fair enough. Hey, man, let's close this. Out. Hey, Paul, it's great talking to you. Absolutely. Be expecting a very probably hammered call, certainly on Sunday, but possibly Saturday as well. Right. When have you called me and I not answered? Never. Exactly, my man. Just hit my line. We out of here. All right, brother. Push and pee. Push and pee.